In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karen Kambule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Word Anchor Podcast. The previous episode looked at the story of Job, how God allowed Satan to afflict him. God had confidence in Job's strength and resolve to love God despite his circumstances. Even when he lost everything, Job did not find fault in God. He became frustrated though with the passing of time and the pressure that his friends put on him, blaming him for his misfortune. He eventually wanted to plead his case before the father. The ending of this story is good. God restored everything Job had lost, save for his children. However, God blessed him with other children. This was a story which had a good ending. This episode continues from the same title, Where is God When It Hurts? And we look at the story of Lazarus and his sister Mary and Martha. You'd remember that there is this family that had a relationship with Jesus. And we take the story from the book of John chapter 11 verse 3, which says, Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, him you love is sick. This was a man that was loved by Jesus, and his sisters knew it. They were not claiming proximity to the rabbi. They were close enough to be loved by him. It was not the one you know, but the one you love. When we ask this question, where is God when it hurts? We speak this words or people say this words or ask this question in times of pain, in times where the person will feel like they are not loved by God, in times when they would think that God has actually turned his back against them. This was a man loved by Jesus. Religion and perceptions have made others to think that when things go wrong in their lives, it is as a result of God's anger with them. God does not love me anymore. That is why I'm suffering. God is punishing me. That is why things are going bad in my life. I'm not good enough for God. That is why I'm in trouble. This view makes people want to try to please God in order to avoid getting into trouble. They want to be in the good books of God so that nothing bad will happen in their lives. You see, Job was already high up in the heavenly books. He was said to be a blameless and an upright man, yet God allowed the devil to afflict him. So we cannot take the story of thinking, God does not love me because I am going through troubles. Your trouble, child of God, is not a testimony of God's absence. It is also not a proof of his anger or disappointment in you. Of course, the Bible tells us of how God also punished his people before, Israel knew their misfortunes would come as a result of their disobedience. Simply put, God would lift up his protection and they would be meat for their enemies. But now, God has sent his son Jesus, and they that believe in him, Jesus, they are saved. Why would he still deal with us in the same way when the price has been paid, when Jesus Christ has already suffered today? Anyway, this man Lazarus was loved by Jesus. Yet he was afflicted by an illness. You see, God loves you in your pain, child of God. God loves you in your joy also. You say, I have lost a loved one. 
God loves you. You say, I have lost my job. God loves you still. You are sick in your body. I'm going to tell you, God loves you. Your children are in trouble. God loves you. If your story were to be written in the times of Martha and Mary and Lazarus, it would be written of you. Lord, the one you love has lost his or her job and is in financial trouble. Lord, the one whom you love has lost the one they love. Lord, the one whom you love has been cheated on by her husband and she is hurting. This was the story of Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And it probably is your story today. The one who is loved by God is feeling so much pain. The one who is loved by God is hurting. The one who is loved by God is now losing hope because of the trouble. John 11 verse 5 to 6 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and his sister Lazarus. It's very important for us to realize that God loved these people. He loved that family. And yet he allowed them to suffer in the same manner that he loved Job and still allowed him to suffer. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. So Jesus Christ loved them, all three of them. And you would think that his love for them would propel Jesus to rush when called about the sickness of Lazarus. No, he didn't. Don't we do the same, child of God? When we face trouble, we make a phone call to heaven. And we expect an answer to land just as we make that call. Oh Lord, hurry up. It's bad this side of the world. Come without delay, Lord. Answer me now, Lord. It is us that are praying then. Lord, why are you silent? Can you hear me, Father? Father, if you can hear me, why not answering? You see, Martha and Mary had prayed the Lord to come. They requested him. This is the same as us praying to him today. He was physically there. And he is here with us in spirit. You see, one of the challenges that we face in life when we begin to ask this question, God, where are you when I'm hurting? It is because, one, there is the enemy called time. It is an enemy of our faith. You believe God for something and the time comes and witnesses a negative thought. It says to you, it is too late. It can no longer be done. Your time has passed. You can no longer have a husband. It is too late. You cannot be healed. The cancer has already spread. It has metastasized. So you cannot be healed. Time keep on telling you that it is not possible for it to be done. If God wanted to heal you, he would have healed you by now. You've been sick for 10 years. So time tells you that you see, if God wanted to heal you, you would have been healed five years ago. It is now five years later, you're still not healed. You see, Jesus Christ did not get up and go to heal Lazarus. He took time until Lazarus died and was buried. Where was Jesus when Lazarus was sick? Where is God when you are hurting? Jesus was initially in the area beyond the Jordan. And then he went to Judea. After being told that Lazarus, the one whom you love, is sick, Jesus Christ got up and went to Judea. He was preaching and healing people in other areas when Lazarus was sick in Bethany. The time for Lazarus had not come. It was still time for the others. It was still time for Jesus Christ to preach the good news to others. Someone out there also needed Jesus at that point in time. Not that Jesus Christ or God is not omnipresent and omnipotent, but you see, it was a time for other people, not the time for Lazarus. His time had not come. Lazarus ran out of time though and eventually died. His time had still not come for three full days. Until the fourth day when Jesus came. 
you might be waiting for a breakthrough on a matter similar to another person, child of God, and they get theirs and you don't. Would you find fault in God in that he was giving someone else what they needed and not you? John 11 verse 21 to 22 says, Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Lazarus died whilst you were out, Lord. He died, though we told you he was sick. Lord, you did not answer our call until it was too late. He is dead now. If you had been here, I would not have lost my business, Lord. If you had answered my call, if you had answered my call when I told you I was going to make a pitch somewhere for a new business, if only you were there with me when I was marketing my business to that client and that client, then I would not have lost my business. Lord, if you had been here, my child would be alive, not dead. Where were you when I was calling you, telling you that my child is sick? If you had been here, my marriage would still be intact, Lord. Where were you? Where were you, Lord, when I was suffering and in pain? Why didn't you come? I can only imagine the thoughts of the three Hebrew boys as they were being fastened and dragged into the fairy furnace. Have you ever seen the fire blazing hot and knew that you were destined for the fire? You see a challenge coming from far and you know that this situation is going to be a difficult one. Imagine when they say to you, you have cancer. You already sit and wait for each and every one of those symptoms to begin to show up. They probably tell you and prepare you, this is what you're going to experience and that you're going to experience. And when you reach that stage, this is what is going to happen. You're sitting and watching the fire blazing hot and you know that this thing is coming for me. The boys did not know if, when, and how they were going to be saved from the fire. It was right before them. They walked towards it. They felt the heat from far, and as they drew near, they knew the fire was dangerous. The men that held these boys to throw them in the fire caught fire, and they started burning to ashes right in front of these Hebrew boys. But the three boys continued walking without the soldiers as they were already burning. When inside the fire, the fourth man showed up. He did not show up when they were approaching, but when they were right inside the furnace. Praise the name of the living God. Their breakthrough was right smack in the center of their affliction. Where was God when they were thrown in the fire? He was waiting for them to reach inside the furnace and then he showed up. He saved them by his presence in the fire. Jesus went about his business whilst the sisters washed Lazarus waste away until he breathed his last and they buried him. You see, they came, went to the tomb. When Jesus Christ came, he went to the tomb and commanded that they roll the stone away. Martha protested, Lord, there would be an order. He had been dead for four days. His flesh was beginning to rot already. You see, Martha did not spend as much time as Mary in the feet of Jesus to understand who he is and what he can do. Our level of understanding and intimacy with the word of God and the word which is Jesus determines our responses to situations. This was a time when most people give up on God. Oh God, he failed to heal my mother until she died. So why should I expect anything from God again? He failed to help my business to survive. Why should I believe him for another business or even a job? 
He let me suffer in my marriage. Why should I believe he can help us even now? I don't know what your trouble is, child of God, but those are the kind of feelings that you can have or thoughts and even perceptions when you see trouble approaching and you experience it and you don't see your breakthrough. But there was a little ray of hope in the words of Martha. She still believed that God would grant whatever Jesus asked. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. A man whose brain had stopped functioning. His heart had stopped pumping blood. The blood vessels had collapsed just as the lungs had also collapsed. Every system in his body had already shut down. But at the voice of Jesus, at the voice of the Lord, every fiber of his being took action. The blood started flowing, the heart pumping the blood. The brain started sending signals to the legs to get up and get out of the tomb. The eyes began to open and see. The man walked out of the grave alive and well. He whom Jesus Christ loved was raised from the dead by the same man that when he was told that this man was sick, he left and went to Judea. The same Jesus. God knows your trouble, child of God. He knows the solution to your challenge. He also knows when the solution will be released. Our problem is the waiting part. Our problem is the time. The time and the clock that keeps on ticking, reminding you that your solution is still not here. There are times when Lazarus will not be raised up at all. However, God will still remain God as he did with Job. Job lost all his children. You might lose, but God still is God. He remains God. Job did not get back all his children. He received new children. He got back his business, not the original cattle and donkeys that he had, but people brought him livestock. Sometimes we expect God to replace what we had with what we had before, but perhaps God has a different solution, a different answer, a different breakthrough. He is the same God that opened up the heavens and showed Stephen, the son of man, sitting in the right hand of God. And Stephen was stoned to death after doing great wonders and signs amongst the people. So you think that because you are in trouble, because you have lost something, because you are being hurt, then God does not love you. God opened up the heavens. You think that when he opened up the heavens, Stephen would be miraculously saved. He wasn't saved. He was stoned to death. He saw the heavens opened, but it was not for his breakthrough, but it was for his um, send off. The heavens were opening to receive him, not to save him from the people down there on earth. Sometimes these things do happen, not sometimes. People die. People lose their loved ones. It doesn't change who God is. I was saying to some people the other day that if we believe in God of the Bible, we must realize that he is the God of David who is dead and buried, long rotten. His bones are probably not even tangible now. He is the same God of Abraham, long dead, his bones rotten, flesh nowhere to be found. He is the same God of Elisha. At least Elijah went to heaven, but Elisha died. After doing so many great things, Peter died. John died. All of these people are human beings who were loved by God. Even Lazarus himself, he eventually died. Where was God when his servant died? Stephen, 
God was on his throne. He is the same God who shielded Jesus many times when people wanted to harm him. He is also the same God who preserved Saul, also called Paul, many times, though he was beaten and they plotted to kill him many times. The very same God saved Paul and many prisoners when they were shipwrecked. Paul was supposed to testify in Rome. No beating, no shipwreck would stop him from that journey. So before you blame God for anything, remember how he punished Israel when they murmured instead of praying. God has given us the power, the authority, the gifts of the Holy Spirit as weapons to fight the enemy. We cannot waste time accusing God of failing to help us when we are in trouble. Instead, we should keep on praying, keep on speaking the word of God. Paul told those people not to worry, that they will all be saved except the ship that will be destroyed. Paul did not speak negativity even when Agabus told him that he would be bound in Jerusalem. He still continued. He was arrested and eventually ended up in Rome. You see, brothers and sisters, you need to trust God at all times and lean not into your own understanding. We cannot keep asking this question, where are you God? What do you expect of God to say to you? I am here. I'm with you. He's the same God of those Hebrew boys right there in the fire. God was with them. He is with you in your fire. He is the same God of Daniel who was with him when the lions were there, their mouths shut so that they would not eat him up alive. He hasn't changed. He is still the same God. That we are facing trouble doesn't mean that God is no longer there. He has never changed. His word is a testimony of how good God is how loving and powerful God is, how available and present God is in our lives. We cannot judge God on the basis of the troubles that the enemy brings to our lives. If we can only focus on him and gain the strength to fight the enemy and stand up and remain standing as the word of the Lord God says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, that we put on that whole armor of God and we stand and we remain standing not being shaken by situations and circumstances. We cannot afford to be cry babies. God, where are you? Why are you not answering me? I know it hurts. I know it's painful. Perhaps even for Stephen, knowing that he was about to die, knowing that these the heavens opened for him, but he was not earthbound. He was heavenly bound. May the Lord strengthen you. I don't know what you are going through. Brothers and sisters, may the Lord strengthen you even as you go through the challenges of life may you not question god may you not accuse god may you not find fault in god but may you stand up like job and said blessed be the name of the lord he is god at all times may you be strengthened even through your troubles read the psalms you would realize that david was in trouble a lot of times but there are times that he rejoiced even when he was in pain Even when he was in trouble, he still sang songs. He gave praises to God. When the troubles of life overwhelm you, may praise arise within your spirit and you praise God. Just like Paul and Silas, when they were in prison, they did not ask, where are you, God? We are out there preaching the good news to the people. Where are you? Why didn't you save us? They beat us here and they put us in prison. They didn't complain. They were praying, they were praising, they were singing. They were praising the same God that caused them to be in that prison in the first place. They were arrested in the name of Jesus. 
They were arrested for preaching the good news. They were arrested for casting out the devil. They were doing good, but they were still arrested and beaten. You need the strength from God. May he keep you and strengthen you. May your faith not fail even in the midst of trouble. May the Lord God remind you always that he is present there with you even when you are in trouble. Where is God? He is right there with you. You just call on him. When it hurts, tell him it hurts. Tell him the pain, but don't ask him where he is because he's right there. As long as you believe, call upon the name of the Lord. He is your strength. He is your savior. He is your redeemer and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child, Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to Amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes. Connect with me on social media platforms. Give feedback and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the Word of God your anchor.